Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Missy. Thank you for listening. In this episode, we meet with sisterpreneurs, Isabel and Caroline from the Bomb Bath Fizzers. They started this business when they were 10 and 12 years old, which is amazing. And it has grown into a million dollar business. And they not only have bath bombs, but they start, they have a book, they have a second book coming out. They do speaking engagements across the country. They are basically superheroes. (laughs) They were also recently nominated for Forbes list 30 under 30. Yeah for all the entrepreneur entrepreneurship that they are doing. And so in this episode, we dive into how they grew their brand, how they came up with the idea, and how social media was a big factor and still is a big factor in making that brand what it is today. So let's get into this week's episode number 86, starting a million-dollar business with sisterpreneurs Isabel and Caroline from Bomb Bath Fizzers. So today we have with us Isabel and Caroline from Bomb Bath Fizzers. Welcome, guys. Hey, yeah, thank, thank you. you so much for having us. So I'm just going to jump right in and ask, how did you come up with this idea for the company? Yeah, so Isabel and I, we were athletes and we still kind of are, but now we're a little busier. Um, and so we used bath bombs all the time. However, a lot of times they would end up staining our tubs or sometimes our skin, which was not fun for us at all. So that's when we decided why not make our own? Um, because we were always doing little fun art projects or just little like pinch pots. We were just doing all kinds of fun things and um, we'd try to sell them to our grandma and she'd be nice <laughs> enough to buy them. But um, bath bombs was kind of the first thing that we really were passionate about and that we wanted to do. Um, and so, yeah, we created a simple formula with a few simple ingredients and put a unique twist on the bath bomb, which was the surprise. Yeah, so the surprise could be like a toy or a message on waterproof paper or even some jewelry. And we branded the bath bombs really uniquely. So, you know, each bath bomb coordinated, uh, each bath bomb name coordinated with the fragrance and the surprise and the color of the bath bomb. And you guys have some really fun names for your bath bombs, um, like the disco bomb, the glow bomb, the flower bomb. How do you come up with those ideas? So it's kind of funny because we are a family business now. Um, it was started by my sister and I, but now my entire family truly is involved. So, you know, we'll be on our way to get a rental car um, when we're away for a business meeting. And my dad will say, you know, we should make the savage bomb. Oh, that's not a bomb yet. <laughs> I, always, I always spoil things. <laughs> or, you know, the other day, my little brother, he actually came up with the disco bomb. And, you know, he was just in the loft playing Fortnite. And we were like, what should we call this bath bomb? It has a light up LED water activated cube inside and he goes disco bomb and we're like that's perfect (laughs) thank you so much Harry so So, it's really random yeah but in the beginning we knew that we wanted our bath bombs to be different from other bath bombs because it's really hard to be competitive if if you're just copying other people so we wanted to make our branding you know we wanted to make it with black packaging so that the colors of our bath bombs popped and really stood out from other brands and we thought that our packaging was really compatible for um, shipping and specifically putting into mass stores which wasn't a big thing on the market at the time. This like blows my mind. You're already thinking about this. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's amazing. How did you come up with the name of like the actual company? Honestly, Isabel and I were, you know, 10 and 11. And I think we just loved the whole, it's the bomb thing. And so we kind of just went with that and we made a little poster and I think we still have it today. So I don't yes, know, it's just, actually in our office. It was almost the bomb bath fizzers, and we're like, wait, wait, we a should second. make it the bomb bath fizzers, and we just <laughs> thought we were the coolest ten and eleven year olds ever. <laughs> we're like, this is gonna be big, and no pun intended, it ended up exploding. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, how did you develop after you came up with the name? How did you develop your logo? 
Um, so we actually worked with a designer for that. We had some ideas, but she really helped us bring it to life. And she works with us today and she's really great. We love her. Um, but yeah, I think it was just kind of the whole family getting together and Isabel and I had a vision of like, we want it to be simple and kind of stand out and easy to understand just because again, we were so young, we wanted to understand what we were doing. So I mm-hmm. think that's kind of where it came it was, from. A designer was actually one of the first big things that we invested in mm-hmm. because we knew that we wanted our packaging to stand out from other brands, you know, mm-hmm. um, sort of like I mentioned earlier. So we had saved a little bit of money and we were reinvesting in ingredients and, you know, um, surprises and everything to make the bath bombs but we knew that the packaging was a big part of how our brand was going to come off so we wanted to work with a designer to bring our logo and our branding to life and then do your are your parents in marketing or do they own businesses like how did you even know where to start like okay ne- next step is a designer mm-hmm. yeah i think so my dad he um, used to be a business consultant, so he kind of works for us now, which is really awesome. <laughs> and you know, your parents, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and my mom, she was a copywriter by trade before she became a full-time mom. And um, I, now and then, I'll catch myself saying only a mom, but that is not true at all. She now she does it all, which is super crazy. Um, because my little brother, he's still twelve, and he needs some help packing his lunch. So, um, but yeah, there's no question that we wouldn't be where we are today without the help of our parents. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the t- a lot of the time there's a common misconception that you have to have a formal education before starting a business. You know, you have to go to college or, you know, take business classes and those can all be really helpful. Mm-hmm. But I think to in order to be an entrepreneur, the one thing you have to have is curiosity and you need to be willing to learn because that's really what it was for us. It was learning these terms and it was learning the next step and it was doing our research and it was calling people and just talking to them. You know, Mm -hmm. it was kind of scary at first because cold calling a big business executive in your eyes is very scary, especially when you're as young as we were. But I think our age actually ended up helping us because Mm -hmm. we didn't realize how big of a deal that was. Mm -hmm. And we were in a way fearless because of that. I mean, your products are now sold in Target, Ulta Beauty, Hot Topic. So is that really you guys going and just calling and being like, hey, Target, like yeah. put me in there. It's kind of funny because we started the business and it was going really well. And we thought, hey, maybe in five years we could reach out to Target. And then I think nine months later, they ended up contacting us. And so that was something that was really lucky for us. But I think another really important part of uh, growing for us was going to the Atlanta gift show. And so we actually rented a U-Haul and packed all of our bath bombs in there and drove. What was it? 16 hours. 16 hours to Atlanta, Georgia to sell. Did you guys have licenses at the time? No. no. <laughs> Our parents drove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So um, also we, we couldn't get a hotel by ourselves either. So, but it was really fun um, to be with our family. Mm-hmm. It's called America's Mart. So mm-hmm. originally we okay. were just cold calling the stores and saying, can we put our products in your store? Can we mm-hmm. come in and bring you samples? Mm-hmm. That was for a lot of the local stores. Yeah, can we do a test? Mm-hmm. And um, they were really supportive of us. I think Minnesota Nice definitely helped us <laughs> because yeah. people were super supportive of us. And I think our young age was also something that drew them in. You know, it's really mm-hmm. cool that young entrepreneurs are trying to be successful successful here let's support them and then as the business began to grow we wanted to keep the momentum going you know we had just hired our first employee who's actually our warehouse manager today which is really cool mm-hmm. his name is Miguel shout out to Miguel and um, we thought you know we got to keep this momentum going so that's when we went to America's Mart which is what Caroline was referring to as the Atlanta gift show awesome. so at what at what point did you guys realize that this was going to be a a big thing like it started off just you guys <laughs> wanting to create something new and a little bit different and then at some point you had to go 
whoa, this is, <laughs> this is going to be something like, what was that like? And when did that happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think the big defining moment was when we went into that meeting with target and we had to tell each other, you know, don't tell target. We're still in our basement making 20,000 bath bombs a month because that was a pretty big wake up call that we're going to be going into this huge mass retailer and maybe we should get a warehouse and maybe we should give it 120% of our time and really try our best to make this a real business. So shortly after that meeting, we did indeed rent a warehouse. Yes, <laughs> and, yeah. And so, um, just to give like a little timeline, Isabel and I um, officially established our company as an LLC in April of 2015. And that's also when we put up our website because people kept asking us, do you have a website? And so we thought it was a really good idea. Um, and then in April of 2016, so exactly a year after um, establishing ourselves as an LLC, that's when we moved into the warehouse. Um, and then going time. back to the website, because I always like to focus on the marketing side of things. Who Did you have the same designer build your website? Who did you reach out to for help with the website? Yeah. We actually built our own website and we used Squarespace, which was really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, our biggest marketing platform, I guess, isn't actually our website. It's our social media. So we mm-hmm. use Instagram. That's our biggest platform. And then we're also working on Facebook. And we also just recently started a YouTube channel, which is really fun because Caroline and I get to show our personality a little bit because you can only convey so much on a package. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really awesome. But I think, yeah, we we were young and we were the market. So that really helped um, so us figure out our audience and who we wanted to broadcast the products too so from a social media perspective you mentioned like instagram is the main one um how are you guys producing content do you have someone else helping you produce content because i feel like that i mean that's a full-time job right there and you're yeah. still in school like yes. what <laughs> <laughs> it is it is challenging to find the balance between school and work and making sure that you're giving 100 percent in each um, but that's just still something that we're learning um, but as far as social media goes yeah currently isabel and i are doing it all um, and with the help of our mom sometimes. So we primarily do the social media, the product development, and then we'll um, go on little like speeches. We'll give speeches to schools or audiences. And um, so that's kind of like our main task right now. And you guys have some beautiful photography on your Instagram account. Thank you. Do you do that yourself? Do you hire someone out for photography? We have a really fancy camera. That's what we have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was what I was really excited like, about because I love the uh, social media aspect. Gorgeous. And the product development and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when we got the camera, I was like, yes. yeah. And we have someone in house who will help us take photos. You know, if we can't be there in the office that day because we have to be out of town or something like that. But we come up with all the ideas and it's really great working with your family again because, you know, you're always with them and you can always be coming up with ideas no matter where you are, whether it's on the road or actually at work or even I'll just text Caroline sometimes while she's in math and I'm in (laughs) social studies and be like, hey, Caroline, we should shoot this after school today. And (laughs) it sounds good. I got some ideas. (laughs) Yes. Sorry to... You die in a public schools for doing that. I, don't know. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> so you started your brand, then you started your social media channels, and then how did you get momentum on those channels? Was it purely just posting great content? What did that what did that strategy look like? I think it's a combination of posting great content, being yourself, and then also being engaging, you know, with your followers because you can post as much as you want, but if you aren't responding back to comments or you know, 
um, supporting other young entrepreneurs as well. You're not going to get that positive energy. And I think that was really important for us is, you know, um, it helps because I actually am interested in the people following us and other people saying, you know, I'm starting my business. I think that's so cool that there's this community of young entrepreneurs that's um, rising. But yeah, I think we need to be, you know, you just you got to be for everybody else. And I think that really helps. It'll give you some natural growth on your page. <laughs> um, and then you guys have your own personal, obviously, Instagram accounts too that you list on the Bath Bombs Instagram account. Do you ever get people DMing you on your personal accounts? How do you kind of separate that personal versus business? Yeah. So I think we we have our personal accounts to give personal relationships to people. And then we have the business account to deal with, you know, people saying, oh, like, when's my order going to get here? Or, um, you know, DMing us asking for business advice. But I think we want to give enough personality on our um, business Instagram that people are still, you know, they still have that personal connection to our brand. And then we don't want to over badger them with something that they're maybe not on our page to see. So yeah. um, it, we always give a little shout out on our Instagram story saying, you know, we're doing this. If you want to see more, um, check out our personal Instagram. And then if they don't, then they don't have to worry about it. Yeah, because our personal Instagrams act as kind of like the behind the scenes or what it's like to mm-hmm. be an entrepreneur and yeah. own a business. And I wish everyone would just look at our stories now and then too because a lot of people they don't see what goes on behind the scenes they just see two girls on the package of a bath bomb yeah on the package of a bath bomb and you know they'll ask us things like oh do you make a ton of money like are you millionaires and that's really not what it's about for us you know we have fun together and we we've learned so much from this business and I wish everyone could see the hard work that goes in behind making a very large bath bomb business (laughs) And then as far as, have you seen, um, as you've developed this over the years, have you seen other competitors that are similar to you pop up in the market? Yes. Yeah, it's and kind how of, you deal with that? Yeah, it's kind of inevitable. I mean, at some point, it's just something that you have to deal with. But I think the important thing is to just keep innovating. And if you know deep down that your product is the best and it's worth um, what you're putting into it, then I think that's really important. Mm, a couple things that we do to make sure that we're still the leader in the market um, in terms of people copying us is we got a design patent on our packaging, so that's really cool. Um, another thing that really makes our bath bombs unique is the surprise inside, and mm-hmm. you can't produce that in a cheap, crappy way, you know, <laughs> so to speak. Yep. You know, all of our bath bombs are handmade in the U.S. with high-quality ingredients, so I think the quality really <laughs> speaks for itself, and I, it's really awesome that we're able to employ. Um, it ran, it's about over 200 people during our peak season. So that's really cool. And um, also we go to Atlanta, the America's Mark, the Atlanta gift show yeah. every single year to continue to go see our accounts. And that's something I would recommend is having a personal relationship with the people that you're selling to. Awesome. And then I also know that you guys have the Earth Bomb and you yes. have that partnership where part of the proceeds go back to supporting, you know, um, different organizations. How do you develop those partnerships and make those decisions with that? Yeah, it was really great because just recently we started working with the Water Project and it's really cool because um they actually show you exactly where your money's going. And so, so far we've uh, donated to six communities in Kenya and it's building latrines in schools and wells so that people can have access to clean water. Um, And so it's just really cool to see exactly where your proceeds are going. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why we chose to work with them. Yeah, so the water project was actually started by a family as well. And they came to our warehouse and they visited us and we had a meeting and we thought, you know, these are people that we really wanna work with. Originally we were donating 
two different organizations that clean up plastic out of the world's oceans, which we think is really awesome because mm -hmm. there's a huge ecosystem down there that people don't realize is giving us half the world's oxygen and <laughs> it's being destroyed by plastic. So that is not good. But when there was a hurricane in Puerto Rico, uh, it was a wake up call for us. And we thought, you know, we could be using these donations for humanitarian causes, too, and still stick to the effect of clean water and that topic. So, you know, we started... Mm -hmm. Um, to do some research and see who could help us out. And the Water Project is really amazing. You know, they're utilizing this technology. Um, they have an app where you can track what's happening with your money and where it's going. And also, um, it's really cool because they're helping girls stay in school. You know, when you hit a certain age, you need to take care of your monthly needs. And if there's not a bathroom, it can be very embarrassing. So a lot of girls end up dropping out of school um, in communities in Africa. So we thought it was really cool that we're able to help other young women entrepreneurs that way. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys are not only just ex doing bath bombs, you've expanded into bath salts, fizzlets. You have a book out on how to make <laughs> bath bombs. Yes. Um, tell me more about that. <laughs> yeah, so we knew we wanted to expand in the bath and body area. We were getting a lot of requests for shower products. Um, and so that's when we decided to launch the blasts and just all those different products. Um, the book is really exciting because it's uh, products that we won't be able to make necessarily because they're more artistic, but it's really great to make at home. And that's where we started. So we feel like it's just really special to be able to give that to other people. Um, and we're actually working on a second book right now. We can't talk just too casual. much. Yeah, we can't yeah. say too much about it. Um, I'll but let her handle that one. <laughs> but I can tell you it's going to be really exciting and it's going to be in the bath body face area as well <laughs> you guys are kind of a big deal and you guys seem to have it all together we are and you're, you're writing books you're selling this you're coming out with new products what has been the hardest part about all this because you make it sound pretty easy and like anybody could do it maybe anybody can do it we just chose not to but what's been the hardest part <laughs> I think that what you just said is on point. You know, you have to make the decision um, to, to do the hard work and to really dive in 120% because, you know, you can have a business and you can, you know, say that you're a baller and you're making tons of money, but it's like, you, you can't do that unless you're working insanely hard and then you don't have time to, to really like reflect that much back on your success until you do interviews or you know recently we were so lucky to be included in the Forbes 30 under 30 and that was a huge thing for us we looked back and we thought you know we've had our heads down um just going as fast as we can and as hard as we can with this business and now we can look up and see how far we've come and that's been really rewarding um, but it's it, you have to work really hard and you can't expect just to easily coast and make tons of money and you know have a successful business um, I think another really hard part is the balance mm -hmm. between work, social life, and our school lives. Mm -hmm. Because we're, I'm 18, I'm graduating this year, and I am planning on going to college. And I think everyone comes to a point where they have to find that balance between school, work, and social life. Just for us, it was a little bit sooner um, along mm -hmm. the road than most people. So mm -hmm. it's been really crazy, but I think it's more of a blessing in disguise than we've realized mm -hmm. because now we're I feel like we're we've grown a lot with this business and it's also something you just kind of have to expect there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs and honestly every day is kind of like a roller coaster you know you get highs and you get lows but um, Isabel and I when we were little and still now you know we turn to expect the unexpected as a little motto mm -hmm. and so you just have to realize how to handle um, any situation that comes your way maturely and just know how to handle it 
Um, and we have had to give up a few things. We used to do figure skating um, pretty frequently and we had to stop doing that. We do that for fun every now and then, but it's not competitive anymore. Um, and, you know, sometimes we'd be down in the basement making bath bombs and our fingerprints would wear off because we we're making so many bath bombs. But it's just something like Isabel mentioned before, where you have to work to see that success. That's awesome. Um, and then as far as plans for the future, do you, are you guys going to open up a few more businesses? Are you going to continue with bath bombs and just growing and growing that? What does that look like? What can you share with us? Well, I think if you would have asked us that question five years ago, we would have had no idea. So you never know what's going to happen when we get together and have some pretty crazy ideas. But um, our goals include going international, you know, writing our makeup book and um, coming up with some new products, hopefully. And I think we're just going to keep plugging ahead. As far as other businesses go, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> I'm not really <laughs> and sure. what are you going to school for? I actually am going to school for entrepreneurship at oh, okay. St. Thomas. So awesome. that'll be really fun because I can come back home and mm -hmm. I can apply everything to <laughs> Yes, exactly. exactly. Um, I feel like I feel we, like you could teach that class. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think I have some more to learn. You can always learn more in entrepreneurship and you know, um, I think I think it'll be good because I can still keep an eye on my business and I can still get that college experience because I still live with my parents. So maybe I should move out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then one other thing on your website, I want to make sure I touch on this. You have something called the Whoops Bombs. Mm -hmm. yes. So tell me a little bit more about that and your thought process about putting those on the website and selling them. Yeah. So basically the Whoops Bombs, either, you know, there's the wrong fragrance or the surprise or there's like a crack in it um, but they still work just fine and so we decided okay for people who want a better price point um, we can give that to them through the whoops bombs so they're on our website and Harry's I think in the I know it's photo. so cute your brother, little brother like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he makes his little appearances every now and then <laughs> yes um, and then you mentioned Instagram you've seen a lot of success with, but and you just launched the YouTube channel. Is there mm -hmm. any other social networks over the years? Like maybe you're like, yeah, Twitter was really great when we started, but not as much anymore that you've kind of utilized and then pulled back from or put more into? Yeah, I think I think the growth on Facebook has been a lot slower just because, you know, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, we are the market. So the people following us on Instagram are our friends and the people our age. Um, so that has been really helpful. And I think we just haven't truly dedicated as much time to Facebook because we saw um, much quicker growth early on on Instagram. So if you want to follow us on Facebook, feel free. Shout out. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but I think Instagram right now is definitely our main platform. Mm -hmm. And we noticed with both Instagram and YouTube, they're very visual platforms and our products are very visual. So we think it just mm -hmm. goes really well together. I overall. feel like Instagram gives you a lot of space to get your own branding across. Um, while well, Facebook has a lot of their own branding as well. So it works really great if you're maybe trying to get a verbal message across, but our product is just so visual and interactive that Instagram is a really great platform for us. What, do you, what do you do with uh, your YouTube channel? Or what are you planning on doing with that? Is that is that more fun, just kind of showing you guys more behind the scenes, or are you 
doing like actual commercials and other stuff? So currently we did a few recipes from our book, which was cool. Um, and then we also did a little Q and A. So it's just, again, another kind of behind the scenes, um, what it's like to own a business. We've done some vlogs of our trips that yeah, we take. So for some reason people love when we take them along with us when we travel, which yeah. we like to travel too. So if <laughs> people want to see that, we totally get it. Um, but yeah, we're using it to promote our book and you know um, the recipes we're creating recipes from our book and then also we're just using it to promote our story and to give people a bit of a closer look at you know working with your sister and owning a business at a young age <laughs> we've also heard that asmr is kind of popular yeah. right now. we want to make so bath bomb asmr we don't know about that <laughs> we one just did an asmr why does that keep coming here. up i don't some people i don't love get it, it and I some just, people hate I'm it i'm into it so. i mean it's weird but i'm into it did yeah. you have like an expert come in and like an no, asmr expert we just did our own thing and like we watched now? a ton of videos no. and like pat is thinking the same thing i don't get it he's like no this is too weird why is this a thing yeah it's relaxing that's what i'm wondering is it though? it's popular so we might try it we'll see cool, we might that. as well just jump on the bandwagon <laughs> um and then as far as advertising on social media do you do any paid advertising do you have like a strategy with that each month we have not not on our debom instagram we have not mm -hmm. ever done it's any paid advertising growth. yeah it, i think the content really speaks for itself you know i think people just come to truly see our products and our bath bombs and get announcements and um, we're really grateful for that and we hope that continues to um, grow something that really helps you know instagram changed up their algorithms a little bit so i think it's a little bit harder to grow your platform if you aren't paying mm -hmm. which is kind of unfortunate but something that really helps us is you know, doing engagements like this, you know, coming on a podcast mm -hmm. or, you know, we were recently featured by um, a sports channel. You know, you would never think that we would get a bunch of followers from that. But, you know, it told our story really well and we were able to get a spike in followers. So that was really cool. Awesome. So more of that PR side of the, yes, the brand. Yes, for sure. And then what about influencer marketing? Are you guys doing anything with that, working with influencers? Yeah, yeah. we'd really like to get into it, but they're very hard to find and to contact. <laughs> and I think they're... They're constantly just being sent packages yeah. and packages. And you, you, I think you have to pay a lot of money. But mm -hmm. I feel like I can't exactly speak to that because we haven't done a whole bunch of that. But I think there's a pretty big spot for us in that mm -hmm. aspect of things. So I'd like to explore it more. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And then I know like the big craze right now is those like gift boxes that you like send out and you get all of these different gifts in there. Are you yes. guys part of those? Um we have, have participated those for uh we've participated in those in the past um and it's definitely something that we'd be open to explore we're kind of talking about maybe doing like i don't know if i can say this for <laughs> once but like the ambassador oh i, I can talk, talk about, about it. that we, yeah. you know we've cool. talked about creating an ambassador program before yeah. we just need to find the time because some pretty crazy <laughs> things have been happening yeah. lately yeah. um and then also to your question, I think, you know, are you talking about like subscription boxes? Yeah, subscription boxes. Okay, exactly. so we don't, we don't have our own subscription box. Are you part cool of other do. ones though? Yes. So they, mm -hmm. they basically just buy our bath bombs just like any other wholesale account and then they'll um, send those out. So it's cool, but you know, it, it's a, I think if you're in the business, it's really awesome. However, as a bath bomb, um, as someone who would sell bath bombs to the subscription boxes, um, it's not a very consistent form of income, I guess. So if you're only looking to sell to subscription boxes, you know, no one wants to get 
we're lucky because we have a big range of bathrooms, but no one wants to get the same thing Every. 14 times. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really know about that, but it'd be cool to have like a monthly bath bomb subscription. That, that's mm-hmm. awesome. New idea. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing that I want to know is I know, well, but like, how do you guys balance being in high school and running this whole business? Like, what does a daily schedule look like yeah. for you guys? Because I so, imagine it's crazy. Yeah, wake up is. four a.m. Oh, I actually yeah. run the business. <laughs> she, yeah, she sometimes does. I, I don't. Really I don't why. run the business. So I, I run like two miles. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different. So thing. yeah, basically, is when I will wake up, get ready, go to school, um, and we actually take a class called on the job. So we kind of get credit to go to school or to go to work, which is really cool. Um, um, it was definitely a learning curve for both us and the school. We had to talk to them and say, okay, this isn't some little thing we're doing. It's really expanding and growing pretty quickly here. Um, and so they were able to work with us on that. I would say it's still a major struggle. And sometimes, you know, we have to get assignments, um, pushback dates and figure things out, switch things around. But um, I think it's really great having your family there to support you and to help you with anything you need. Um, and I've definitely noticed that with me. I don't know about Isabel. Yeah, I mean, I think school is difficult when you're there and it's really difficult when you're not there. So if I'm in school, I techn- I usually do all right. Mm-hmm. However, you know, when we're missing school to go to these trade shows or to have meetings or, you know, we're giving a speaking engagement or we're doing a speaking engagement in Pittsburgh, you know, and we have to miss school for the weekend. That That's really hard because, you know, you don't have that time to do homework. So it's even when you're not missing school, but you're just really busy outside of school. Um, so I think that's been a little bit difficult, but, you know, you just have to, it's, it's really hard at first because if your business hasn't been awarded a bunch of fancy awards or have all these numbers to show for, it's hard to get your passion across. So maybe you have to take a little bit easier classes or maybe you just have to take the fall if you know that something you're doing is really worth it. Because, you know, people a lot of the time will talk about being well-rounded, but I'm more for being okay at a lot of things and then being really good at something. So instead of, you know, getting straight A's and you know, having um, a bunch of little side things, you know, that's great. But I think a lot of people feel the pressure to be good at everything. And I think it's okay not to be good at everything Mm -hmm. as long as you're really succeeding at one thing in particular. Especially if you're passionate about it too, Mm -hmm. then go for it. (laughs) Is there any, and this kind of goes to my next question, is there any advice that you would give someone who's thinking about starting a business who's maybe... 11 or 12 year old girl and is like I think this would be a cool idea like what advice or motivation would you give them to keep going I love that Um, I would say again understand that it's going to be hard and there's going to be a lot of challenges but if you keep persisting and you work really hard um, it will get really exciting and you can see everything coming your way and I think it's just really important to keep going and not give up if you're really passionate about it. Yeah, and then even though you may feel like you're starting small and you're moving really slowly and you've only gotten three stores in the last three months, you just got to keep going. Because we started at an art fair, and that was actually a really great place for us to start. So if you're thinking about starting a business, maybe look into some local art fairs and then start to contact stores. And I would just say really know every single aspect of your business or you know your service because we were lucky enough to, you know, I, lucky enough and hardworking enough 
to have, you know, spent time in each category of production in our business, whether that be branding or the actual packaging and making of the bath bombs. I think that really helped us know our brand and know our product, and it made it a lot easier to speak about and to sell. So really know every single piece of your brand and your product, and a great way to do that is just starting small. Another thing I kind of just thought of is don't be afraid to ask for help, because Isabel and I have been so fortunate, and we've had multiple mentors and just people who are really impressed with the story and just want to help us, which we think is really great and that's something that I hope to pass with my experience down to someone else who's just starting as well yeah and if you need advice my number is no I'm just kidding we will make sure to include all the links we talked about links to your guys' website social channels yeah, um, on our website so those listening can check them out um, at socialfeedpodcast.com slash EP86 thank you guys so much for being on this was yeah, amazing thank you for having us uh, I love this this is like inspirational to me <laughs> <laughs> I know there's so, so many ideas flowing now <laughs> we gotta go make a subscription yeah <laughs> next on the list yeah. um, make sure to subscribe to the social feed podcast with apple podcasts or your favorite podcast player to get a brand new episode delivered to you right to you every wednesday thank you for listening and we'll be back next week the social feed is a production of hubbard interactive with music provided by minneapolis-based artist john atwell